0: The schools, you name it. We're on uncensored tonight. Nice clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice clean mind.
1: Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in White red Land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says. You out there? You listening? Stupid freaking mouse. All right. Sorry, guys. My mouse just stopped working again I mean, I don't know. It's confused with something. Uh, You're looking live at the foxhole.app. Check it out. Look up right right behind me. You can see it. The foxhole.app helps support free speech platforms like the foxhole.app. Come on, stupid freaking mouse. Uh, Do me a favor. Check out the foxhole.app. Look up uh, support us. Help buy those guys a cup of coffee. And do me a favor. Just uh, share the link. On your social media. Help spread the word about what we're trying to do here. Everyone's trying to silence people who say stuff they don't like too freaking bad. You're not going to silence us. Thanks to platforms like Cloud Hub, The Foxhole, Tiger Network, and others who are helping to support free speech. Help support them by spreading the word. We appreciate uh, great platforms like that. This is going to really piss me off, dude. I don't know why. <sighs> Check out the website, uncensoredave.com and uh, do me a favor. Go to the podcast. Go to your favorite podcast platform. Search Brothers on Century. You can find us there. We are at episode, this is episode 52 now. We are approaching 1,000 downloads uh, in the first uh, 50 episodes of the podcast, which is just awesome. I mean, uh, you know, you put something out there, you're like, uh, eh, maybe five people will watch it. <laughs> uh, we're averaging around 25 to 30 downloads per platform per episode. That's pretty impressive. I appreciate you guys very much for helping to support the podcast. If you want to watch us live, you can do that here. You can find the website, uncensoredave.com, look at previous interviews. The interviews uh, last week, there are two weeks ago we had with Michael Yan was an amazing interview. Uh, we had uh, Joe Flynn on. We've had uh, uh, First Amendment Praetorian uh, co-founder Robert Patrick Lewis. Other great interviews. Uh, last Friday we had due diligence on, which was a lot of fun, so check that out. If you want to join the uh, newsletter that's under construction, you can find that there. It's been updated to so that you don't have to fill out the address and all that. You can check that out there. Foxhole Twitch, YouTube hates us, screw them. D-Live, uh, Cloud Hub, and Tiger Network is where you can find us. The blog is up. Anything that, Any interviews that we find to be the top of the day, such as that uh, George Soros' foundation, Bank accounts in uh, in Myanmar being seized. That's a pretty big story. They didn't get much play. Uh, check that one out as well. So you can find all those in, those articles there. score out a little bit more. Cash App, Patreon, PayPal is where you can find us. Uh, if you join our our Patreon, you can get access to our private Discord. At which point you can kind of come you know come hang out with us. You can see what we're cooking behind the scenes. You can see what's happening behind the scenes. Show content, what's upcoming, cool stuff like that. So we appreciate all the work being done behind the scenes. To help uh to help us get all of that stuff taken care of. And man, Joe, I don't know. I my mouse just literally is just being ridiculously stupid and it makes it really hard to do anything. So let me try this. Let me try unmuting and hand it over to Joe, who's gonna welcome in our special guest today. Magnificent is in the house.
0: What's up, everybody? Happy Taco Tuesday. I had to say it. I had to say it. I see everybody out there in chat. I want to thank everybody for being here. Sly Park, Texas, Tang Girl, Fly Free, Keep True, KH Farmer. Uh, Denise, good to see you out there. Sub Pack Vet, Amy Joe, God loves you. Good to see you out there. And everybody else, uh, yes, I am super excited today. We have Mike, who we've had on the show before, and we wanted to have him back on because it was such a great conversation. Mike, how are you doing today, man?
2: I'm doing great, and it's an honor to be back on. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, glad you're here, man. Glad you're here.
1: Yeah, appreciate hey, you I- joining us again, man. You've been uh, pretty busy. I don't know, what what have you been doing over the... It's been like a quick month since the last time we chatted, man. And for those of you that don't know out there, Mike is a... How do I call your official title with RSBN? A, a field reporter? Uh, media correspondent. Media correspondent. So what have you been up to for the past month or so? Because there hasn't been a whole lot of... Uh, you know, it's been a big change from the end of last year till this year. So what have you been up to, man?
2: I've been uh, focused on, you know, so I've been self-reflecting, just kind of figuring out which direction to go this year as opposed to last year. It's very different, of course. Uh, right Side Broadcasting, going through a ton of changes. Now we have an app. We're on several different platforms. We've got two events coming up this week in Florida, both um, having to do with Trump and Ron DeSantis. The first one is going to be Ron DeSantis's um, re-election campaign start. I guess you could call it. And then the following day, we're in Tampa for a uh, trump Perilla boat parade type thing. So nice. I'll be pretty busy doing that. That's what, coming in May or so? No, that's coming up this weekend. Oh, no shit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool.
1: So you guys will be streaming that on the on the RSPN then?
2: Yep. Well, RSPN, we're on all platforms. Cloud Hub. Uh, I think we still do it on Twitter, but Facebook and YouTube are the main ones. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we've already launched our app. So... Should be streaming live there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Everyone's commenting. I got to say, love the shirt, Arrest Como. Uh, for those who can't see it, I absolutely love the shirt,
2: man. <laughs> got to keep the awareness up. We can't forget about it just because the media cycle is pivoted elsewhere. Yeah, they completely silenced about it.
1: They love to do that, right? They love to just kind of let it sit, let it simmer, and let everyone forget about it and move on. Patricia, God bless you. Thanks for joining us here today. Kristen, good to see you out there. Let me show you guys where you can find Mike's work because, you know, you're doing your own thing too about what uh, every every day or every other day just dropping some quick knowledge on people. And it, I love what you're doing, man. It's, it's you know, these kind of quick hit things uh, we, we've been talking about behind the scenes here on the channel these there's a big demand for this kind of work. You've done some stuff with BLM, uh, the, the the big city riots. You've got uh, United Airlines pledges to hire based on gender. You got some really good stuff in here. What what's kind of your motivation for your channel? Just like whatever topic kind of po- pops into the mind that day. Is that kind of where it, where it drives you, or do you look for specific things to to talk about?
2: Well, I try to look for what is the most impactful. And what are, what I personally feel are the bigger issues. And like, so I've been focused so much on like the pandemic, the lockdowns, the vaccine passports that every once in a while I'll break away from it and I'll cover United Airlines and their gender, racial diversity quota stuff that they're doing. And I'll break away and cover some of those topics, but just in general topics that are are generated by the media to drive a wedge between races, genders, all that stuff. I'll focus on that. And then the lockdowns, I think, which are the biggest thing.
1: Good stuff. You, you did a video on Alex Jones catches a human smuggler in the act. I didn't pay attention to it because most of the time he's, he's playing games with stuff. I think, I don't know. It, you you asked the question, is it staged or not? What do you think?
2: Well, I'd said that it it could be staged, but number one, why would he need to stage something like that? Like he gains nothing from it. I mean, he already has that reputation. So that doesn't do anything. But then also, why would he need to stage it when we know for a fact that human smuggling happens around the clock, especially child smuggling? So that is real. So based on that, based on the fact that we know it's happening everywhere, I would think that that's, that was a real incident.
1: That's interesting, I mean it's it wouldn't surprise me. I'll put it that way that um i mean we we know this stuff happens, we know human smuggling is huge, we know child sex trafficking is huge and and um you know that's why it's frustrating for a lot of us that uh you know, Kamala and, and Biden administration aren't taking it seriously. Thank you all for dropping the links out there. You can find Mike on Twitter as well as uh, Telegram, Real Mike Nificent on Telegram if you want to search that and find him there. Uh, some of the other videos that you've done in recent times, man, Barkley was fire recently. That was a pretty good one. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. and And really quickly, let me say one more thing about Alex Jones. I know that He's a polarizing figure amongst conservatives. You either kind of love him or hate him. You think he's a distraction. He makes the movement look bad, whatever it is. How much has he been right about, though? I mean, he was 100% right about the Bilderberg meeting. People didn't think that that was real. He was clearly right about uh, the elites wanting to use the blood of the youth to to slow aging. I mean, Mm -hmm. they're talking about it. It's, It's not a conspiracy theory if Sandra Bullock says it on Ellen. It's not a conspiracy theory If Newsweek releases art, articles about it. It's like, they're telling you the truth right there. They do it years later after they said, Oh no, it's a conspiracy theory. Nobody's doing that. But then they talk about it. I mean, it, it's out there. So, and it's as after Alex Jones says it several years before.
1: No, you're right. I mean, let, let's be real. Give the man the credit that he deserves. There's, he, he woke a lot of people up. A lot of his information has proven to be true. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that are targeting him to to discredit him. So I, I'll, I'll grant you that for sure. And there's no doubt about that. Um, and you're right. I mean, you know, there's a lot of people, I, I, you know, that, that don't actually really listen to him, that criticize him, like myself. So, you know, a v- valid point there for sure, man. I appreciate you uh, clarifying that. And I know um, a lot
0: of people have said it before, just like you said, Mike. I just wanted to add something real quick. You know that um, you know in the beginning, um, obviously he got completely smashed by mainstream media. So obviously he was hitting targets one way or another. You don't you don't get completely bashed by mainstream media unless you're over target. Um, I I think he did kind of go astray a little bit, and now I think you know the stuff that I've seen and we've seen General Flynn come out straight up and say. I trust Alex Jones, and if General Flynn trusts him, then there's got to be something there. So I just wanted to add that in there.
1: Yeah, he's definitely got information that there's not a whole lot of people talking about, and he's got a big platform to do it. So that's, um, you know, you got to give credit where credit's due, no doubt about it. Uh, Mike, one of the things that I haven't really talked about uh, on air, um, I have mentioned it a little bit, but I've kind of stayed away from it until we see what comes out of the Chauvin trial. But the one thing I have said is, if you look at the evidence uh, objectively, forget the media bias. Just look at the evidence. Chauvin should not be uh, convicted of murder. A worst case scenario, maybe maybe a lower charge. Um, I haven't really filed the case or followed the case, and I know I'm hearing now that maybe within the next few days or, or less than a week, we may see some outcome of that. And we know what's going to happen. It's going to be a disaster. But just can you tell us what you've seen about around the Chauvin trial? Do you agree with my assessment and uh, any other thoughts on the matter in general?
2: Well, I haven't followed the case closely, and uh, I want to give the disclaimer that I am not emotionally invested in the outcome of the case. Quite honestly, I'm more concerned with the fallout from the case because regardless of the outcome, we're gonna see destruction. Uh, you would think that they would be preemptively staging the National Guard because cities nationwide are going to be ablaze. We know this for a fact. This will happen. But if you just look at the case objectively, remove your emotions, which plenty of people who are emotionally invested in this case cannot do. Chauvin is guilty and they don't need to see the evidence. They saw the video. That's all they need to convict him in the court of public opinion, right? But if you just look at the facts, if you watch the extended body cam footage where George Floyd is saying I can't breathe while he's still in the cop car, way before he's on the ground, then you see the other angle where Chauvin's knee is not on the neck. And then today the test uh the testimony I guess from some national person, I forget their title, but they basically analyze if excessive force was used and he said that There was no excessive force used. So, I mean, I think if you just look at all that and the fact that there's no way to prove that this was racially motivated, that you, how do you prove it? You cannot prove the intent of somebody just because the person that they happen to be arresting is Black. You can't say that there was no reason for him to have interaction with the police. So I don't know how you draw that conclusion. It makes it extremely hard for the prosecution But again, I'm no legal expert. I don't know. I haven't been watching the case like a hawk. I just saw some of the evidence come out. I've heard some of the testimony. And I know that this is so publicized, so sensationalized by the media that regardless of how this plays out, Minneapolis is in trouble. Small businesses are in trouble. The infrastructure in a lot of these cities is going to further plummet and decline because of this. It's really sad, the fallout around it. But I mean, I don't know how you can convict him, maybe manslaughter, but then I don't know how the jury is responding because there's so much public pressure to convict him. There's going to be so much pressure on the judge to throw the book in and make an example of him, probably give him the electric chair. I don't know. I'm just saying spitballing here. I don't know what's in the hearts and minds of the jury and the judge, but um, it's going to be bad no matter how it plays out.
1: That's the unfortunate part. Is is the way that it's being framed in the public purview. Is is uh, there's there's no room for a rational discussion. They, and that's how the media does it. You know, the, the not all the media, but the media that wants to form narratives like this. Uh, they continue. They just continue to push this envelope, and in the meantime, you know, cities are are destroyed, businesses are destroyed, uh, you know, people are 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 radicalized uh, by the media, and there's never any discussion about that. It's really frustrating to watch this happen. I was watching us uh, t- tune into a couple of woke uh, uh, uh podcasters earlier. I just wanted to kind of listen, you know, and see where they're going with this, and the their discussion was is every police force is racist. There, there wasn't, it there wasn't any, even an attempt to qualify that at all. They compared uh, you. Uh, if, if, uh, if, if veterans were seized, were, were seized in the Capitol armed, there would there wouldn't have been any shots fired. They just would have uh, given them big hugs and let them walk away. And, um, and there, this, this narrative that the majority of uh, mass shooters are white people. It's, it's the lack of information in part of this woke part of the world is just ridiculous. Um, and, you know, it's part of not the, the ability to not have a rational debate with somebody. If you can't argue the, the basic facts of the case, it's very frustrating to watch, man.
2: It is because, you know, they're operating from the basis of emotion to begin with. And emotion will cloud your judgment, your logic. When new, intro, new, when new information is presented to you, you'll reject it. You'll undermine it. You'll downplay it media will ignore it. I'm, I'm to the point now where nothing surprises me anymore. If there's a mass shooter and they don't fit the narrative, the story is buried or they'll work some other angle like, well, the gun did it, not the shooter. And then if it's a white person, then they can double down, double dip really, and say like, well, the gun did it and it was white supremacy and all that just like what they did with the uh, the Atlanta shooting. And you know this new shooting up in Minnesota, where the officer, they're calling it a accidental discharge. It doesn't matter. They're going to run with the same narrative. The, the anti-police sentiment is very strong with the left. I mean, Rashida Talib tweeted today that we just need to end all policing. It can't be reformed. We just have to stop policing. I mean, clearly this makes zero sense. It doesn't resonate with the average person, white, black, or otherwise, They use the Capitol riot. They talk about, oh, nobody was shot at the Capitol except for Ashley Babbitt. She was shot and they don't wanna talk about her killer. She was killed by a cop. They don't care because they never have cared.
1: That's really well said. You had a, a tweet you put out about an hour ago. Elites of all races promote. I love that you say it like that. I mean, come on, can we can we have rational discussions here about the reality of the world we live in? And that is, elites of all races promote fear, hate, degeneracy, junk food, materialism, Satanism, and addiction. What they'll never promote: God, love, unity, freedom, independence, family, health, and truth. Whatever promotes the enlightenment of humanity is off limits to the wicked. That's a very powerful statement, Mike.
2: It's so true. It's never been more true than it is right now. I mean, you turn on your TV, they promote this stuff. They're telling you, get a get a vaccine, and then we'll give you a donut every day for the rest of the year, even though obesity makes you more susceptible to getting COVID. They never cared about your health. I mean, look at the Kardashians. That's been like one of the longest running shows on TV and it's all about materialism. I mean, look at little Nas X with his satanic shoes. It's so pervasive in American culture and in pillars of influence that it ultimately leads to the decay of society. They do not care and it's people of all races promoting it.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. I just want to add this into the discussion since we're talking about this And uh, Abe, you kind of brought it up as well about how mainstream media is discussing this. Let me show you just a a little bit of this, of what Dick Durbin, tricky Dick Durbin here in Illinois, uh, is discussing this, how he's discussing how, um, how he's discussing these things. Let me put it to you that way. Let me share this real quick. I can't stand this guy, so I can't play too much of it.
3: Democrat in
4: the Senate, L- let's be straight, is anything going to change? Is Dante Wright's death, the, the, the f- father of a, a, a little, little boy, is this going to change anything or more of the same?
1: I think it can change things. I think the cumulative experience uh, that we are seeing played out on videotapes all, sadly almost every day uh, is really a call to action in the United States Senate and the Senate Judiciary Committee. Uh, let's, let's get down to basics here. I believe the majority of men and women who put that badge on in the morning are caring and competent people, and they're not bigoted in any way. And yet in their ranks are people who are not well-trained, people who don't belong at all in law enforcement, and we've got to make a clear difference. We've got to stand by the good policing and make it clear that bad policing is unacceptable. And let me add, too, very quickly, there is a racial element here that is very, very real in America. The numbers tell the story.
0: The numbers tell the story. Bullshit. That's when I stopped listening. (laughs) I mean, I stopped listening from the beginning. But, you know, some of the stuff that he says in there that he's talking about, you know, racial incidents uh, or that gun violence and racial incidents occur almost on a daily basis. And he inserted uh, that cancel racism in America. Um, You know, that we're going to do a sincere and real effort. And yet, this dumbass is from Chicago in one of the worst shootings that happens every single day. Um, it's just unbelievable, man. It blows me away. It really does.
2: It's it's unbelievable that, but at the same time, it is believable. Like yeah. nothing that he said surprised me. That's exactly what they are always going to say. Especially, always by the book.
0: It's always by the book. The
2: CNN. Especially on CNN. It's it's part of a script. Hey, read this, say this, not that. Make it sound yeah. like you're objective by saying there is a problem with over-policing, but there absolutely is a racial element to it. So he can get half of it right because there is actual pro- problem with over-policing. There's a problem with um, excessive use of force, but it affects everybody. We could truly dig this problem up by the root if we talked about all of the cases, not just the ones that involve a racial component. Because when you do that, it's a divisive issue. It becomes a wedge issue, which is why they'll ultimately divide on this shooting in uh Dante Wright's case. They're going to divide based on that. Because if you just watch the body cam footage, which was released yesterday, this is a oops situation. It should be open and closed case. She's going to lose her job. She should be prosecuted for at least manslaughter based on, solely on the body cam footage. I mean, nothing in the videos justifies her shooting him with a gun, but they're calling it accidental discharge because she didn't know that she grabbed her gun instead of her taser, which is a whole nother story. But that has nothing to do with race. How do you prove that that was racially motivated when the whole reason he was pulled over is because of his warrant? But of course, if you're just listening to the media, if you just care what the narrative or the spin is, it's like, oh, we had an air freshener they pulled him over because he was black. You can draw whatever conclusion you want based on that, based on the fact that it was a racial pulling over of a black man that you can just run with whatever narrative that you want. And it will drive a wedge between people who would otherwise agree.
1: That's the goal. That's the goal, right? The goal is is to try to keep people divided and the way they do that is, is in every way possible. We talked about this last time you were on, you know, they, they go after that narrative of race is a problem. I read an article earlier today that said uh, guns have killed this many people. It's, it's always in everything we say. If you see that enough times people just, they automatically relate those two things together. There's no rational discussion. I mean, that what happened yesterday with that uh, young woman who pulled her taser and like she she was shocked after she pulled the trigger. She's like, oh my god, I just shot him. She she resigned from the police force. Uh, I think the I think her boss resigned too. And her life is forever destroyed. I don't want to say destroy because that's not fair. Um, but her her life is forever affected by by a decision that she had to make in a split second. No one no one is is trying to put themselves in her shoes about what her life's going to be like. It's a horrific tragedy, and we can't just uh, find out why um, <clears throat> the the lack of training or the lack of uh, understanding police procedures is more likely the power problem, maybe defunding the police and and not having them train enough to make sure that they know what they're doing in situations like that is part of the problem. But in the meantime, the left will only talk about defunding the police more. It it just, there's no rational discussion around this, bro.
2: Yeah. And you definitely shouldn't be taking advice from Rashida to who governs in a district in Michigan, Detroit, Michigan, where It's extremely violent, extremely dangerous. Minneapolis, murders, homicides, violence, up like 33%. All of the homicides that took place in the absence of law enforcement is astounding. I mean, you're talking about places like George Floyd Square where black people are being killed. It's being run by drug dealers and gangs. I know, I went there. It's not safe. And they always wanna overcorrect For problems like this, they see a police shooting and they're like, we just need to defund the police. They always go a step too far. And a sane, honest person who's rational in their thinking is going to say, wait a minute, that's a bridge too far. Maybe there's something else that could be done. Maybe she wasn't racially motivated. Maybe she didn't wake up and say, I'm going to kill a black person today because I have white power and white privilege. I'm going to go kill a black person, even though it ruins my life. It's worth it to end the life of a black person. I don't think she woke up and thought that. I'm pretty sure she feels like scum right now. I don't know her personally. I don't know anything about her, but I'm willing to bet that she didn't wake up that day thinking and wanting to kill a black person. And the most average people in America probably see it that way.
1: Yeah, that's well said. You know, you got Tricky Dick Durbin out there uh, pushing for uh, funding for Planned Parenthood, which has killed more black babies and. Than- than anything 50 55 million black babies since 19 whatever it was uh 60s um the, the real people that that want to talk about saving black lives aren't the corporate uh, uh puppets like tricky dick who uh enable corporations like uh I don't know USAID and the Gates Foundation to go into Africa and uh basically uh enable human trafficking for the for the the pigment of someone's skin, uh, that that discussion really should be talked about more. But um I, here's not what's to mention,
0: not just real quick, not to mention the fact that he had a national spotlight on CNN and didn't once discuss how bad it is in Chicago. Not no. once. Yeah. Not once. And it's it was all it, about the black guy that got shot by the white woman. It's very it's frustrating. Racism. Yeah.
1: It's very frustrating wow. to try to to try to have um, to bring people. Oh, out of their programming, and that's really what it's all about. People are just so, um, so programmed by the world that we live in that they, they have a hard time seeing outside of that box, and that's that's why we do what we do, and that's why you do what you do, uh, just to try to say, "Hey, look, I don't look like you, but I think a lot like you," and that's that's a, I mean, that that in itself is very powerful, man. Um, you, the other thing that's part of this is what's going to happen upcoming. Um, and that's what really I think a lot of us are really worried about. And it's going to be they're going to use this again. And it's going to be an example of how they're going to uh, organize probably nationwide protests and they're going to get crazy again. I was under the impression that the problem was President Trump and that now that we have Biden in uh, the radical left would, um, you know, Uh, calm down a little bit and maybe not cause so many problems for in certain areas, but uh, it's funny how that works. We're seeing them even more aggressive now.
2: Well, I think it's because they weren't going to stop at Trump. Their goal, the Marxists, the people fanning the flames of this want to see the total destruction of the United States of America. And what better way to do that than to destroy the livelihoods of the middle class, the people that own these small businesses that are going to get smashed up over the next several weeks and months because of the fallout of this shooting. I mean, look at the smash and grab that took place in Minneapolis just the past two nights. And while these are bigger corporations that are bearing the brunt of all of this this uh, looting and, and destruction, they still employ the people that live in that neighborhood. I used to live in Minneapolis for five years, so I know exactly this area of town that they're referring to where it happened, in Brooklyn Center, in the Family Dollar, the Walmart, the gas station, all of the businesses that were destroyed or had their uh, their stuff stolen, those employed Black people. So now you've disrupted someone's livelihood directly. Some of the people you plan to help or people that you claim to help, now the media is gaslighting for it. Like, no, this isn't happening. There's no riots, really? So I shouldn't believe my lying eyes when I look on Twitter and I'm watching a live stream of people running in and out of gas stations in and out of stores, Target, Walmart, where they employ a lot of black people, where black people shop. You always talk about, the left does, they always talk about black people don't have this and that. They can't They can't go across town to shop for their groceries. Well, you just destroyed the only grocery store in the neighborhood where they live. They empo- they're employed there, they shop there, and you destroyed it, and the media lies about it. It's just like, they just continue on this cycle of insanity. It's, it's crazy. Well, they literally...
0: Go ahead. i was gonna i was just gonna add to that they literally they literally <laughs> robbed a a foot locker and foot locker donates to black lives matter i mean it was like you know, i don't know it just makes no sense
1: there's no yeah. sense into it because they appeal to emotions at such a level that it's it's becomes primal human instinct is what they do um and it doesn't matter about color we all have that that kind of instinct that be, that can be preyed upon um, and they do a hell of a job at it. And it's, you know, there are a lot of people that are that are looking around, though, going hmm, something really, really wrong going on in this world. And there are a lot of rational, any color skin people that are waking up to it. So let's just hope for the best. Joe, 60 Minutes did an interesting, uh, I don't know, discussion uh, about a topic that I want to kind of pivot to here at the bottom of the hour. Can you play that uh, segment there? And then let's let's chat about that
0: yeah well, we talked yesterday about them uh the them coming up with the implant right um and today or yesterday after we after our show, I saw this on oh uh, where'd it go there we go I saw this dropped, and this was just part of the sixty minute segment uh, about forty five seconds here. Let me play this for you guys
5: in the ICU near death with organ failure and septic shock when she was entered into a Defense Department COVID-19 study. Her family allowed us to witness the experimental four-day treatment. She's liberated from vasoactive medications and her septic shock resolved. We also see improvements in her markers of inflammation and those are all positive prognostic signs.
2: You pass someone's blood through this. You pass it through. Takes the virus
5: out. Takes the virus out and puts the blood back in. Within days, patient 16 made a full recovery. The FDA has authorized the filter for emergency use. So far, doctors have used it to treat nearly 300 critically ill patients. Was in the ICU near death with organ failure and septic shock.
0: So I jumped, sorry, jumped on me again there. But that was at just a 45-second clip. That is very interesting. Um, You guys have any comments on that at all, Abe, anything?
1: It's interesting that we know there's a lot of new technologies that are out there. So I don't want to necessarily, you know, spit on every new tech technique that's being brought to the fold now because there are a lot of techniques that are saving lives. The interesting thing about this is it uses a microchip to cleanse the blood. How the hell the, does that work? We, we All of the discussion from the from the Will Summers and the Media Matters Meatheads of the World, why are you all worried about my, being a microchip, that it's not going to happen? Just to stop. You're all conspiracy theories. Not, that whole narrative. And now you're seeing an example of 300 lives that have been saved using a microchip to cleanse blood. I don't, I, I don't know what to make of this. What's next, Mike? Are we going to go into blood transfusions with, uh, you know, uh, younger ch- children next?
2: I mean, <laughs> 60 Minutes does a bang-up job with their propaganda. I mean, from the hit piece on Ron DeSantis last week that was thoroughly debunked to now this. I mean, whatever was a conspiracy theory last year is a reality now. And if you react to it, you're a conspiracy theorist. I posted this on my YouTube like a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week. And it was basically just a random quote where in 2020, they were saying, you're a conspiracy theorist if you think that they want to implement vaccine passports. Now in 2021, they say, you're a conspiracy theorist spreading misinformation if you don't want to use the vaccine passports. So the same can be said for this. Because last year, people said, oh, it's a conspiracy theory. If you think that they're going to try to microchip us, they would never do that. Even though Bill Gates has talked about it, they talked about this stuff a while ago. We know the technology exists. All of the things that people talk about and they get called a conspiracy theorist for, there's actual articles written about it. There's videos about it. There's been studies in 60 Minutes. I'm surprised that they would actually put it out there like that. But the reason why it's so propagandist is where's the pushback, where's the questioning or bringing up the concerns that you and I have? They don't even bring it up, they don't even address it. They're just like, they pass it off as like, oh yeah, this is you know cool, we're saving lives, which is great, we're saving lives, that's awesome. But what about the invasion of privacy? What about the fact that you guys are pushing, to, pushing this to the forefront on the COVID-19 debate instead of how about boosting your immune system? How about going back to the gym? How about getting exercise? How about figuring out better ways, more natural ways to save lives as opposed to being so reactionary, bringing big pharma into the fold and allowing people who come up with these new technological breakthroughs to earn a buck.
1: Yeah, we'll, I'll wait for the discussion when we talk about the nutrients in our food and, and our our eating habits and why we are uh, why we are a disastrous society at this point. You know what's next? Is there going to be an app for that? I mean, am I going to have to download an app to cleanse my blood from COVID or anything else? I, I just I just, it just scares the shit out of me where this could go next. And I'll be honest, like if I'm if I'm a dying person or in mid age and I and I could benefit from the idea of getting my blood cleansed or something like that or a new technology that might help. All of these things should be uh, available for people to choose, I believe. There, there should be a, a research into these different areas. I not. I don't think that that's fair to just shut down the debate at that front. That said, the, the discussion of, of what comes next in, in vaccines – what comes next in what we're required to get as a shot? Are we going to be forced to be to be microchipped? At, at what point can that microchip detect not just our health habits, but I don't know, uh, you know, anything uh, personal about us and share that information to further uh, manipulate us? That's really what scares me on that front, man. And and there's there's no doubt that the future of where they want to go with this is microchipped humans where you can walk through, I don't know, Sears or or Home Depot, and and, and the chip will remind you that you need duct tape when you walk by duct tape in the aisle. That's what's coming.
0: Now, there's two things I want to say real quick. Um, One thing is that this one um, is an external. So, yeah, they're basically pumping your blood into, like, a filter-type thing, um, which I believe is what you're saying, that chip is in that filter, correct? Or are you talking about the actual somehow chip that- they're using
1: that chip to filter the blood? I don't know. I don't. I'm not even clue. I'm clueless. Okay. Well, I
0: wasn't sure exactly on that either. But somebody had asked that in chat. Um, the one thing I wanted to mention about this drop that they put on Twitter, uh, this post, Apocalyptic Queen, she says, "Is this the beginning of deprogramming pro- the masses? Simply telling them it's a hoax. Hoax won't reach uh, those with toxic fear." So I just thought that was kind of interesting that that's what she got out of that video um, is that she thinks that um, this is a way for the Pentagon or for for people to kind of wake up uh, people who aren't awake um, and who have that toxic fear of you're going to kill your grandma if you don't have a mask on. I just thought that was super interesting. The other thing is that Texan in chat said, well, if they can do this with the SARS COVID, can't they do the same kind of process with AIDS?
1: Well, right. there's the discussion. Why can't we we look at at things like that, actual cures for things like like uh, you know AIDS and other things? It's that's the that's the part that never really gets talked about. It's it's just so frustrating. I see a couple people trying to call in. We don't take calls to the top of the hour, so go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and remove you from the room for now. Wait till the top of the hour to call in, please, uh, and then we'll uh, uh, Mike might hang out with us for the second hour if if he's got time. Um, you know, the future of, of, of therapies, vaccine therapies, mRNAs, or whatever you want to call it, these are all new things to all of us, and we know that there's more things out there that probably could help save humanity. The question is, is, do you trust Big Pharma to do these things at what's best interest for all of us? And looking at their history, Mike, I don't think I trust them as far as I can throw them, man.
2: Not at all. I mean, look at Johnson & Johnson. With the, with the talcum powder and cancer, asbestos and the baby powder, they knew it, but they still promoted it. They still sold it. They still turned a profit on it. And then they're in bed with Monsanto. I mean, Monsanto, the company that dumps glyphosate on your food, which causes cancer. So I don't, I don't trust it at all. It's not hard to just use a little bit of discernment and realize that these people don't have your best interest at heart. They really don't. Because if they did, they would talk about preemptive care, keeping yourself from getting sick in the first place, which includes, coincidentally, not wearing a mask 24-7, not living in fear, which weakens your immune system, not promoting all of the junk food on these commercials. Coca-Cola acting all high and mighty, patting themselves on the back when they put high fructose corn syrup in their food, in their drinks, which makes people more dependent on big pharma. it's. A, it, I just feel like it's all kind of tied together. So I don't really see this necessarily as a bad thing if it saves someone's life, but if they're going to tie this to COVID and they're so hyper-focused on COVID, but not talking about cancer, AIDS, anything way more deadly than COVID, then I feel like this is just used as propaganda to keep the COVID narrative going.
1: And the coronavirus is on, uh, you know, nineteen variants now. And we, we did an article last week about the army looking into uh, uh, handling COVID at its foundation, not the nineteenth or the twentieth or the twenty-first variant that's coming next. They're going to target COVID as or uh, coronavirus slash uh, uh, SARS together. Seems to me that that would have made a little more sense. <laughs> But no, let's not talk about how we can do that. How what's the best way for big pharma to gain profits? Well, just do one that's temporary for one variant. And then when the new variant comes, well, we're gonna have to ship a whole new group out. Dude. Just send your check too, you know, and that's what's coming next. And that's why I don't trust any of this stuff. And that's why I wish people would have been you know, this is an emergency use authorization. That means it hasn't been tested. And yet people blindly just go ahead and get the shot. It's just, I can't figure it out. This blind trust in big pharma, bro. It's just, I can't figure it out.
0: And people are being misleaded on top of it. My, um, my wife was telling me a story today that a lady that she works with, her husband um, had really bad headaches, but he just had um molar uh, molar teeth po- pulled or, or something like four teeth pulled, but he had a really bad headache. So he went in and they diagnosed him with COVID and I'm like, well, if you just had teeth pulled, you're going to feel, first off, a lot of pain. I can tell you that much. But just interesting that they, you know, diagnosed them with COVID right away. And now, of course, she she can't go to work for 14 days. They're t- telling her that she can't go to work. And now she's thinking about taking the vaccine. And so I'm trying to tell her, listen, you've been working this whole this whole time. I mean, you haven't stopped working during this whole pandemic. I said, your immune system's probably built up pretty darn good. I said, first of all, go get tested, of course. But secondly, do not take the shot just because your husband's got it doesn't mean you're going to get it. So that was the other thing that was today I was just dealing with right before the show was, you know, every day people are coming across these situations. And when you have mainstream media continually pushing that fear narrative about the the virus, it's so frustrating to try to wake people up about it.
1: And now you're seeing them kind of go after each other. You're seeing, uh, you know, the Pfizer's go after the Johnsons and Johnson. Yeah. You can can spin that narrative any way you want, but that's what's happening. Johnson and Johnson is the only uh, vaccine that's not an MRNA. So why are they going after that one when all of them, every single one of the vaccines hasn't been tested and people have died from them. So it's interesting to watch them kind of spin that narrative in the in the public purview, man. Uh, yeah. Do you want to make any other comment on that
2: before I move on? Or I was just going to say quickly that um, there there's so many like it's a PR nightmare for them. Like, how many people have publicly taken the vaccine last week? I forget the the girl's name, but she was like a legal analyst for MSNBC, black woman, 47 years old, healthy, died after getting the vaccine. I'm not saying it's because of the vaccine, just a disclaimer, but coincidentally died after it. Also hearing DMX, the rapper, he got the vaccine. Um, who else? Marvin Hank Aaron. Marvin Mar- 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 Hagler. Was, yeah, Mar- Marvin Hagler. There's all these high profile cases of people that died after getting it. There's all these weird side effects that people are getting. Teeth falling out, uh, skin peeling off, lots of weird side effects. And I know they'll try to downplay, say, oh, it's very small. It's a very small chance. Do you want to take that very small chance? I mean, they use that same logic when talking about why we need to wear masks all the time and be locked down. They're like, one person dying from COVID is one too many. One person getting shot by, you know, getting shot is too many. So we need to ban guns. We need to take this massive sweeping action because of one person. Why can't that same logic apply to vaccines and the push to make everybody take them. I'm fine with them being optional, but I don't need anybody forcing me to take it. I don't even need anybody suggesting I take it. Just tell me it's available. Tell me where I can get it. Let me do the research and decide if I want to get it myself. But don't try to restrict my travel. Don't try to tell me I can't go shopping or I can't have a backyard barbecue with friends and family because I haven't got this rushed injection That is not FDA approved, and we don't know the long term side effects.
1: Your your first mistake was 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 too much logic. So I just just I know you know that, but I just (laughs) in the ultimate of media disgusting things I've seen happen in the past, well, my lifetime. This takes the top notch. I have never seen anything like this, but I've been meaning to talk about this all week, and I want to fit this in here before we get to Joe's rapid fire at the, at the at 10 minutes to the top of the hour, so about four minutes till that. Stand by for that. At the top of the hour, we'll take your guys' calls. Vice pulls an article featuring an artist uh, accused of photoshopping smiles onto, well, genocide victims. I just, I cannot believe that they would go this far. I don't have any respect for Vice's reporting skills, investigative reporting, or anything else for that matter. But to go this far, to say that they would actually... Let me just read the first couple of paragraphs of this. Check this shit out. Vice deleted its article profiling an artist who colorized mugshots of the Khmer Rouge killing field's victims after accusations that some photos have been edited to include, well, smiles, VICE's article published on Friday included photos colorized by the artist Matt Lawfrey, I think that's what that is, de- depicting mugshots from the Toul Slang prison. 14,000 Cambodians were executed and tortured at the prison, and the project aimed to and the project aimed to humanize the victims, Laurie said, upon comparing the original photographs with the colorized ones. Critics on the social media pointed out that some of Lawfrey's images had allegedly been altered to add smiles. Vice's article had only the colorized photos and didn't publish the originals. You can see the difference here. The original is there. And then they basically put makeup on this woman and a smile on her face as if she's just thrilled to be slaughtered by the Khmer Rouge. It is, it is an example of what the, how far the media will go to, I don't know, to, to create narratives, to spin information into something that's not quite truth, and they just can continue to do this. But this just crosses the line, man, of, of disgusting behavior that I've seen in the mainstream media that I just, you, you just keep thinking they won't, go the, the, even they, won't, they won't go even farther. They won't go, and they just keep going even farther.
2: Yeah, they don't. I think at this point, the propaganda doesn't work on people like us. It works on people they're trying to maintain control over. They have to keep the sheep asleep. That's what they have to do. And in order to do that, they have to put different propaganda out there. They have to spin narratives. So they're going for broke at this point, because once you wake up and you see what's happening in this world, you can't unsee it. And they know that. And they're afraid of that. They're afraid of the awakened masses right now as it is, not just here in the United States, worldwide. So they'll they'll continue to do this. And I'm, I'm just not surprised by it anymore. I just I just it's hard for me to be surprised by it. I guess maybe I'm just desensitized. Yeah. To just how low and disgusting sh- they are.
1: Shake your head and, and you just kind of expect it right now. The last one I wanted to get to before the top of the hour is one that I've also been wanting to talk about for a few days. The Boston, the Boston Globe, a couple days ago, put this article out there that I didn't see get much of attention for years. The Boston police kept a secret: the union president was an alleged child molester since 1995. Evidence Patrick Rose kept his badge, worked on sexual child sexual assault cases, and ascended to power in the police union. He went on to allegedly uh, molest five other children. The police union and the local police force protected this. Piece of shit, scum, uh, so that he could do this since 1995. Five different children. The the girl was uh, ages between 7 and 12 years old. Former Boston Police Union President Patrick Rose Sr. Five more people soon came forward accusing Rose of molesting them as children over a span of three decades, including the girl's own father. Stories like these are just horrific, man, and I just wanted to make sure I got this one out there. Any quick comment before we get to Joe's News Blitz, Mike?
2: The devil is busy. That's all I can say. The devil is busy.
1: Very much so. All right. If you want to take a quick break, bro, uh, let us know if you want to come back for the second hour. I appreciate that. Let me get a quick 30-second opener for Rapid Fire. We'll get to Joe's Rapid Fire. We'll get to your calls, a quick advertisement, and then a second half. I have a lot of other news stories that need to get talked about, so we'll get those covered too as well. Here is the Rapid Fire opener. 30 seconds for your time, and then we'll get to Joe's Rapid Fire segment. So it looks like Mike said he can probably hang out. That's cool, man. But Joe, uh, I know you have a lot that's uh, caught your eye today. What do you got for us, bro?
0: Yeah, let me jump into this real quick here uh, for you, brother. So obviously you guys have probably seen this. Um, Well, this was pretty interesting because this was out of our friend White Hat that says, well, uh, straight from the horse's mouth, James O'Keefe today talking about the CNN director admits network engaged in propaganda to remove Trump from the presidency. Our focus was to get Trump out of the office unbelievable i'm not going to play the video you guys probably already have seen it um you know i I just wish that more would actually happen besides i keep seeing project veritas videos i want to see some some stuff happen. something happen
1: right man well i think you you guys had a good discussion pre-show it's like you know it's almost like this has just become a drama thing to get attention to to them and nothing ever changes hey newsflash cnn wanted trump out oh thanks what's interesting though is i have seen a lot of people already kind of talking a lot about the green new deal and that kind of stuff that is definitely coming so you're they're going to try to normalize this in the public and so forth so there you go
0: yeah and that's exactly what he says in this video is the guy says that they're they're going to be startly focused on mainly on climate change that's exactly what he says so good point there brother uh, This one I just wanted to mention real quick gateway pundit Russia and China tell weakling Biden at the same time to stay out of Crimea and Taiwan warn him of playing with fire uh, man do they really want to build up the suspense to this World War three or is it just me.
1: Oh yeah, there there's the <laughs> warmongers are pushing. That's for sure. We're already seeing uh you know what's happening in Afghanistan, Trump setting the stage to allow us to withdraw and the uh, military industrial complex going, "Ah, I got some new weapons I need to test on some brown people. Let's stay in Afghanistan for a little longer." You know, same kind of thing here. The 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 sable rattling is laughable and it's like, "Yeah, okay. Keep talking." That's
0: exactly the way I feel about it too, man. I mean, it's just interesting that that's Gateway pundit kind of pushing that same narrative, but you know, I don't know. Anyways, moving on to the next story. This I thought was super interesting. Stephen Miller, who was the Trump's former, uh, well, speechwriter, and he was like a a policy, I believe. Um, yeah, he, I forgot what he was. But anyways, he had a very interesting um, thing. Listen here to what he said about Biden's growing uh, border pro- uh, crisis.
1: Republicans were obstructing. Obviously, obviously,
6: during the. Obviously, during the first two years, it's a well-known fact, and no one disputes it, that then-Speaker Paul Ryan, his priority was not immigration. His priority was not border security. This is a known fact. This has been understood for a long time. And yes, we absolutely should have passed a reconciliation bill, just like the Democrats did, to fully fund our border wall way back in 2017. You know this. I know this. Your audience knows this. But my point is, and why it matters today for your family— is that using tools that already exist, the funding that Donald Trump got for the border wall, yes, but also remain in Mexico, a federal law, also safe third agreements, a federal law, also Title 42 health exclusions, a federal law. Joe Biden has the tools to protect your family. He is not using them.
0: And that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Stephen Miller, If you, I've done some research on him, by the way, in high school. He actually went to high school in like Southern California, and he actually um, petitioned and got back the pledge of, pledge of Allegiance brought back to that high school. Very cool. Uh, I've always kind of liked Stephen Miller.
1: I'm a huge fan of Stephen Miller, and and I, I think he should further emphasize that the Republicans had a freaking chance to fix this, and they never did.
0: Well, that's kind of what they were discussing there back, and that's what um, I don't know who that gentleman was in Fox News how he kind of said that, and that was his response to um, obviously Paul Ryan was kind of the the one person that was in our way, more or less. So that was super interesting that he said that. Corey Diggs had another just absolutely fire article. I only got about t- – it's, it's a 30-page article, so it's very long. I'm going to tell you that the way she does these is she sources Every freaking thing. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I got through about 10 pages of this today, Uh, bribing, incentivizing and threatening termination over COVID vaccines. Is it legal? Um, So she basically goes into detail about this question. And I want to get to the bottom of a, a couple of quick points and she's probably going to hate me because I just told her I only read 10 pages and I'm skipping to the bottom. I am going to read the rest of this when I get a chance, but you can see how detailed she does an absolute fantastic job. So towards the bottom here, she talks about a couple of key points, a review of legislation in your area and contact your legislatures. That's first and foremost, obviously. Uh, B, if you are considering getting a vaccine, please review the uh, family financial disclosure form. Very important uh, through uh create a printable flyer in a PDF format uh, for employers. And, and, and she goes on and on and on, but there's some fantastic input into this article. So if you guys get a chance, please go and check that out.
1: Yeah. Good to see Corey Dix still doing some great work out there. We'll get that one out to you guys there in the chat too, as well. So you can share that one far and wide
0: blaze media. Glenn Beck opens up about family tragedy, shares powerful message. Stop saying that there's nothing we can do. Find joy by rooting yourself in the truth. This article is fantastic. And if you guys get a chance to check out the the Glenn Glenn Beck radio program, I don't know why tongue tied there. um, It's definitely worth it. He discusses about the passing of his brother-in-law and how he handled it. Uh, You know, we've got um, a couple of recent deaths here in uh, in the family, in in the foxhole family, as I say. Uh, with I find its brother dying yesterday and Amy Joe's cousin dying the other day. So if you get a chance, please go check this out because Glenn Beck um, just it, it is absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, he's still doing great work for sure. He
0: really is. Zero Hedge had a, a great article out as well. They'll get what they deserve. Trump blasts pathetic Supremes as Biden court packing looms. <laughs> I just, first and foremost... Trump totally trolled Biden and um and said he was going to do this. And of course, mainstream media, oh no, and everybody else, oh no, he's not going to do this. And of course, there they set up a I don't know, a 33, I forgot, 36 member commission charged with examining the history of the court, past changes to the process of nominating justices, and the potential consequences to altering the size of the nation's highest court. Oh, my God. Wasting more taxpayer bullshit money on stuff that is probably never going to happen, first and foremost. I mean, the, the the nine members has pretty much been set since uh, after the Silver War. So just
1: uh, they anyways, can, they can talk all they want about packing the Supreme Court. It's never going to happen. That's the way I look at it.
0: Reuters or Reuters, uh, this is a pretty interesting article. Police seek arrest of Italian middleman in Vatican property deal. Well, that rings uh, <laughs> something. What the heck? Italian magistrates have issued an arrest warrant for uh, Torzzi, is his last name, a financial broker caught up in the scandal involving the Vatican's purchase of building an upscale London uh, or a building in an upscale London area. Police said on Monday. So this is super interesting because. This guy pretty much laundered the money from the Vatican is what is what I'm reading here. And then he just he's on the run. They can't find him now. But the Vatican's not missing any money, just so you know, <laughs> <laughs> everything. Everything's OK here; nothing to see here. That one, this is just some properties that they bought in London. And, and now this guy's missing.
1: That might be one for the diggers out there. You may want to drop that one in the chat, too. You guys might want to dig a little more into that one. Super
0: interesting, right? Um, I couldn't couldn't not talk about this.
1: Uh, MSNBC
0: host totally confused by revelation that the Hunter Biden laptop story is actually real. <laughs> I was like, "Huh, this is post millennial, super interesting." The, the, shortly after the laptop was released, the Biden campaign spotted off nonsense that it was a product of some sort of misinformation effort or of rushing hacking. Uh, yeah, but not so uh, much. this. This was a few days ago, but I, I had to discuss that because it's hilarious. Sometimes these people get, you know, on air and something hits them and they're like, what? That was real? <laughs> uh, yeah, because you're fucking fake news. Um, let me get over this this video real quick. Um, this was actually on Newsmax with Greg Kelly and Kylie Zemple, who I believe is either a main editor or something at The Federalist. Listen to what they say here. This is pretty interesting. So uh,
7: first things first. Hunter Biden bought a gun when? Do you know?
4: Uh, This was in October of 2018.
7: October of 2018. And you guys found the form. We have the form. You provided it to us. We appreciate that. What's the problem with this form?
4: Well, we don't know for sure whether Hunter Biden lied on this form, but we have reason to believe that he did. Uh, One of the questions on the form was whether or not he was the user of or addicted to a list of uh, illicit substances. Um, And of course, we know that Hunter Biden has a very shady track record with drugs. Um, It ruined his marriage. Uh, It got him discharged from the military. He wound up in rehab a handful of times. He's about to release a memoir about his his drug battle uh, next month. And probably most damning is a story that came um, from late 2018, which if you look at the date on the form, uh, he acquired the gun in October of 2018, so late 2018. Um, And that story is about uh, Hunter Biden being suspected of smoking cocaine in a VIP room of a strip club that he frequented in Washington. (laughs)
0: this goes on for about another four minutes, but this is super interesting about how this stuff is. uh, Well, that's basically what Greg Kelly says too. Well, it's interesting that this is all coming out now. Why didn't it come out, you know, before the election Um, and they get into that discussion a little bit as well. So super interesting there.
1: Well, the the thing is there is the ATF doesn't actually really review these applications to see if anyone actually had any uh, 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 drug convictions or anything like that. That's the story there. You want to actually fix something, fix that.
0: Well, what's funny is that's what Kylie says is guess who's getting ready to uh, put in an ATF, a new ATF advisor.
1: Yeah. Well, they're going to they're going to do what they can to go after the guns. That's for sure. Go ahead. Quick. We had uh, past time.
0: Yep. Just last uh, last two real quick, guys. Western District of New York, uh, Spencer Portman going to prison for child sexting. Another one out of Middle uh, District of Florida, a Flagler County man sentenced to 30 years for federal prison sex trafficking of a minor that's your rapid
1: fire news brother back to you good stuff man good stuff appreciate it and uh mike you good to hang out for a little bit <clears throat> yeah i'm here all right sweet man all right uh, let me get a quick advertisement and then we will get you guys uh your calls coming up next check out rise attire usa.com when you guys get a moment rise Attires official show sponsor of the brothers uncensored platform and others as well Uh, RiseAttireUSA.com Check them out when you get time Discount code ABEWAVE at the checkout Get a 10% discount, and get some sweet gear Check them out, RiseAttireUSA.com
3: We've reached a pivotal moment in the Great Awakening Culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago But now, we see it as the final battlefront Of the information war of good versus evil So, get in we're hijacking it back for the cause. Here at Rise Attire, we spit on the garbage narratives of mainstream media propaganda. It's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. Welcome to Clown World. It's all a fake joke. But you're not. You are real. So, recognize us? We are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium. Top-shelf, cut-and-sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil-free, guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com now. Repping truth never looks so good. Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code Wave for 10% off your first purchase.
1: Appreciate those guys with the awesome new advertisement hooking us up big time. And, and yeah, what,
0: that's awesome.
1: Yeah, man, it is. They they did a great job on that. I appreciate those guys big time. Check them out. RiseAttireUSA.com, 10% discount. Use Wave at the discount code at the at the checkout, and you can uh, get some sweet gear for, for 10% off. Why not, right? All right, uh, Belushi, man, I saw you pop in earlier. If you want to hop in there, man, I'll get you in here a momentarily. What is that sweet-ass shit I am looking at, Texan? Holy I shit, hope. that's awesome. <laughs> well, I guess he'll be here in a moment. That Man, where did he get that, dude? <laughs> Remember how he told us yesterday? Or, well, he told us a couple days ago that he's got a surprise for us. Oh, why didn't Zoom pop up? Hold on. Zoom didn't, Zoom, cra- sometimes OBS doesn't like it when I share screen on Zoom. There we go. All right, there's that. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty sweet there, Texan. Uh look forward to seeing what you have to say uh, here in a few minutes. Uh, in the meantime, Belushi's in the house hanging out with us. What's good, brother? How are you, man? What's up,
0: Belushi? How's it going, brother? What's up, brothers? How's it going? good man good that rise
7: the tire spot is fire man that thing is freaking i'm like i'm how do i buy a hoodie right now (laughs) those guys did a good job on that right yeah man i'm like i'm still like something about it it's like subliminal i'm like oh shit i need a hoodie i need i need to get into this fight with a hoodie
1: (laughs) man i just got my foxhole shirt yesterday over the weekend it's nice it's good shit man It's, it's definitely worth a little extra cost i think it's like 10 bucks extra but you get it's quality stuff
7: yeah, yeah. So like yeah, the you know the, the stitching and the and the high quality of of, of the garment, uh it, it seems you know, I i um, I'm a marketer, so I've uh, I've been doing clothing for a long time, but uh I'm in the financial world now, but uh yeah, man, that, that shit looks legit. I'm I'm
1: I'm on it. Bro, you are super low. I can barely hear you. Let me say hello to Texan while you're getting that adjusted. What's good, brother? Hey man, can you hear me? Five by five. Sounds great. There five, he five, is. Five, cool. Look at that giant logo
0: over your head. Holy cow, dude. Can I get a yeah, quick you... check, check? There we go. Okay. Fine. That sounds way better, Belushi. Hey,
8: That's Belushi, nice guys. to see you, man. Yeah, hey, good to see you, Texan. Hey, I got to tell you something. Uh, yeah, this logo back here, uh, I'm actually kind of pissed off right now. Uh, the people I hired to do it was supposed to make that for the back glass of my F-150. And they made it three times too big. It literally wrapped around the whole back cab of the oh, truck. Damn. So it was supposed to be done and ready today. And and that's uh, what I wanted to surprise you with, Alan. But, you know, so anyway, I made a billboard out of the damn thing and stuck it up there on the wall. And they'll have the other <laughs> one ready tomorrow. And they're going to professionally install it tomorrow morning. Damn, no shit, v- dude. That's awesome, Yeah. Is it a vinyl wrap or? uh yeah yeah it is a matter of fact it's the kind that you know it goes on the glass and then uh nobody can see in but you can see out when you look out yep that, that's what's going to be on the back of my f-150 and and wait till you see it tomorrow dude <laughs>
1: that's awesome dude <laughs> oh, yeah. i'm
8: I'm, a, I'm actually pissed because uh I, I got there this morning and they, they were going to put it on and then they realized son of a bitch i mean that's the size that would go on the side of a damn minivan or something yeah, you that's know that's huge yeah yeah So, uh, anyway, Hey, Belushi, go, go ahead and go dude. Uh, what, what you were saying that you got your audio, right? I got something I want to add to this, uh, this bullshit though. No Texan, please, please leave us off. All right. Uh, you know, we had a shooting down here a while back. Uh, you know, it was a a white officer, uh, Amber Geiger, uh, shot uh, a man in his house in his own apartment by accident. thought she was going into her apartment and, uh, went into his apartment. Do y'all remember that story? Yep. Joe, Joe uh, what was his name? Uh, Both of them, John. And here, here's how uh, the Washington Post did their article, and here's what it says. A white cot shot an innocent black man in his own home. The castle doctrine nearly protected her. Now, the castle doctrine is a law that we have in Texas where someone breaks in your house, You you know, you you cannot be prosecuted for uh, defending yourself in your own home. And then this is what they wrote. This is October 1st, 2019. A Texas jury ruled Tuesday that a white police officer shot and killed an innocent black man in his own home is guilty of murder. The conviction came even after a widely criticized last minute decision from a judge, which allowed jurors to take into account a controversial law that could have cleared her of wrongdoing. And there's a lot of truth in that, of course, but listen to the way they worded it.
1: The castle you know, doctrine is not a controversial law.
8: Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Listen to the way they worded that man. And, and of course they had to throw in a white cop and an innocent black man. Okay. That's true. But you know, this was a total accident. is what it was. And she got convicted of murder. She should not have been convicted of murder. Manslaughter because it was an accident. She did not, you know, go in there. You know, his door was actually cracked open. She thought thought somebody broke into her home. I know those apartments over there. Okay. She was on the wrong floor. They're all identical. I mean, they're cookie cutter apartments. So easy to pull a 14-hour shift and be tired and, and get off and accidentally step off the elevator on the wrong floor, go to the the apartment number that's on that floor, and you think it's yours, and the door is open. And of course you swing it open and there's somebody in your apartment. You know, this happened like in the wee hours of the morning. There was a lot there. I mean, this was not on purpose. Did she fuck up? Yes, she did. You know, is she paying a price for it? Yes. And yes, she should, but murder really. I mean that, that, that was overkill, but they did that to keep people from rioting in Dallas, Texas. That's what they were demanding. And they got what they demanded and the mob ruled.
1: Yeah, that's a really
2: good point, man. Mike, any thoughts? It makes me feel like that's what's going to happen in this George Floyd. I'm sorry, Derek Chauvin case. It seems like the mob pressure, the fact that this story has been sensationalized around the globe means that they're going to convict and they'll spin it as he's been charged or convicted of murder. This was a murder. This was racial intent. It's just what they want to do. To appease the mob, yes, but to continue to drive division.
7: Yeah, and I'll jump in on that, uh, you know, because I live here in Minneapolis. Uh, uh, they want blood, uh, and if they don't get it, uh, it's going to be their jump-off point. I mean, the, the gal who, and, and um, um, Abe, I forget her name, but, you know, she just bought the four properties. She basically came out and said on, I think, maybe Instagram, uh, if we don't get a conviction of Chauvin, you know, you're going to see fires you are going to see us burn your city down. Um, you know, th- this is what they want. And this is this is the stage that's been set now, uh, unfortunately. And, and honestly, when I look at the evidence, um, I can see that uh, actually Chauvin probably shouldn't be convicted of, of first degree murder, certainly uh, because of the, you know, and, and the training and the protocol. And, and, and you know, you know, he, he did make a mistake, but at the same time. Um, this is the, this is what they're going to use as a catalyst to set off the next set. And like I, you know, I called in yesterday, like I said, you know, Sunday night, they've, they've already started with the right case. I mean, they've, they've, they've already gone off and, and rioted and they didn't even know the details yet. So can you imagine what's going to happen when, when the Chauvin shit drops? I mean, it's going to be crazy. You,
8: you, you know, I I want to add something to the story I just uh, talked about too, is, uh, you know, this officer was off duty. This was not in the line of duty. You know, this was an officer that could have been me or you. It could have been anybody that's, uh, you know, coming home from uh, work in a warehouse or whatever. It was just the fact that it was a police officer. At that point in time, this was just a citizen coming home and thought somebody broke in their home. But they had to grab that narrative of police officer, white police officer, you know, and spin it and use it and amp the story up to amp the people up.
2: Exactly. And if the the gentleman that she shot were white, it wouldn't be a news story. If she were black and shot a black dude, wouldn't be a news story. If she were black and shot a white person, wouldn't be a news story. We all know this is true. Yep. Yeah, Mike, that's
8: absolutely
1: right.
2: Yep. You know, the
1: the where where they keep going with this stuff, where they keep pushing it is really, man, it. It should say everything we need to know about who we're dealing with. And I I wish people would just kind of take a step back and and see how uh, there be people are being manipulated using these type of events, man. And it's it's that's the hard part for me, man. It's, It's you don't see people that are actually like, hold on a second. You know, what about these other stories over here? What about what's going on in Chicago? What about uh, 20,000 murders setting a new trend uh, of crime going up last year? I mean, there's just all of those things. We can't have that debate. We have to talk about um, how why we have to hate each other.
7: Abe, you're absolutely right. I mean, because we're all from Chicago, right? Well, you know, the three of us are. And, um, you know, what's going on there with the black-on-black crime is insane. It's literally insane. And um, when we look at these isolated events that get so much press and so much activity around, you know, trials and, and, and all this focus and all these eyes on, on these situations. And, and in the background, you got, you know, God bless it, babies getting killed in Chicago, all, all on the west and south side, all, all, these, all these murders that are occurring every freaking weekend. And then you get one, you know a black kid who got shot by a white cop and all of a sudden it's a national fucking tragedy and it's bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. Sorry Sorry for the language.
1: No, it's fine. You know, (laughs) you're good here. Uh, Guys, any last thoughts on this kind of little round table? We'll move on to a couple other cars that we got in here.
8: Yeah, I want to say something about that. uh, Tomorrow they better get this shit right because I'm not going to tell how much it costs, (laughs) but the shit wasn't cheap. I'll just say that. They're putting the uh, – I tweaked it. They're going to put the foxhole logo up in the graphic right there. Nice. On that side. And so it's going to be, you know, your show there or y'all show, the brothers, and with the foxhole logo. And hopefully they get the shit right. And I got to be there early in the morning. But, uh, it, you know, if they, if they make up for their mistake, hey, I'll promote them. They gotta man, get it making right Making me jealous,
1: time. dude. I want to get it on one. First thing I need to do is get the IRS to get off their frigging ass and give them my tax return. Number two, <laughs> get a new vehicle. And then now I'm like, hmm. Let's see here. Wonder if my wife would let me do something like that to her new yeah. vehicle.
7: <laughs> How's the Texan got a wrap before you,
8: Abe?
0: What's up, man? <laughs> right? She's probably not gonna let you touch that car, by the way. No, she's not. <laughs> <laughs>
8: All right, guys, I'm going to go ahead and step out of here. We'll get some more callers in. Yeah, Uh, I see you, Mike, I'm glad to see you on the show again, man. It was pretty awesome.
7: Awesome. Yeah, magnificent, man. Mad props to you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right, guys.
6: Appreciate the call, Lushi.
0: Please, man, Texan, thanks so much, man. That is going to look awesome on your truck. Can't wait to see it. Have a good one, guys.
8: Sure, brother. See you down the road.
1: Fucking suck, dude. I'm fucking so jealous right now, dude. <laughs> Fuck out of here, dude. You're getting I shit know. that I want before I even get a chance to get it, man. Come on. No, I love we, it, dude. We, I absolutely love it. It's
0: amazing. It's amazing.
1: That's how we get the word out, man. Great patriots like you guys out there doing what you can do, uh to help spread the word about what we're trying to do, man. Just trying to yes. have important discussions and bring uh important news to the front, man. Exactly, exactly. Warrior Mima, yes, that's
0: magnificent from RSBN. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it
1: we got Norm in the house, and I'm really glad that that, uh, Norm is going to be joining us because uh, he sent me actually my first donation of Bitcoin last week, and Cash App would not let me do anything with it. It was just sitting there like, approve me, and it wouldn't let me do anything with it. So if you want to try that again, uh, you can buy me a cup of coffee of Bitcoin through uh, uh, PayPal. They take it through there, and I know you'd rather not use that platform, but that's an option for you if you want to try that again, man.
6: Okay, so sorry it didn't work for you. Um, yeah, Yeah, it's already worth like that
1: five bucks is already worth like seven bucks. I'm kind (laughs) of (laughs) pissed.
6: I set mine up like um three years ago, so I can't remember all the hoops I had to jump through to make that work. And I just realized my last name is on there. How do I get that off of there?
1: I'll take care of you. I got you.
0: Okay no problem norm we'll get it taken care of for you brother what's on your mind today man
6: oh now much I just want to say hi to you guys and um drop by because i'm normally can't um stop by during the middle of a work day and i'm i talk i'm not chatting in your chat so much because i have other things going on but okay thank you for that bye <laughs> i didn't
1: no problem. No yeah, problem. when you go, when you next time you get a chance, go into your Zoom settings and make sure the display name is uh, what you want it to be.
6: I normally do. I'm I'm on my work Zoom account, and uh, gotcha. not showing up like that. <laughs> so I, I didn't realize that.
1: So what's on your mind today? Did, did any any of the discussion today with Mike uh, spark uh, uh, some ideas from you?
6: Yeah. Well, no. Uh, I I caught the um, discussion about all the shootings and everything and how the media tries to hype it up and I remember it was quite a number of years ago here in Los Angeles where there was a a guy trying to run into about seven police officers and they shot him and he was black and all of a sudden they were going to say oh they're gonna have this big deal put about it but when they found out three of those officers were black and the other four were hispanic it dropped it So, so how is it any different? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, it's not any different. It's really sad that, you know, tragedies happen, but the media and all these blue check people who want to pat themselves on the back and virtue signal, they only care if it serves a purpose. There was a little girl in Texas back in 2018, I think her name was Jasmine Barnes. She was killed in the backseat of her mom's car. It was a drive-by shooting. They even released like a composite sketch and they gave description to make everyone think it was a white man in a pickup truck. Then when they found out it was a black man, they stopped caring. But before that, Shaq wanted to pay for her funeral. The Houston Texas, put, Texans put her up on a billboard. Everyone was so distraught. But as soon as they found out it was a black person that killed this little girl, her life ceased to matter to them. And it just it disgusts me to the core that we can't just be upset and agree on these tragedies as being exactly that tragedies. We have to drive some kind of agenda and narrative and use the death of that person to bludgeon our political opponents or to drive a a broader wedge between people based on superficial qualities, skin color. It's so sad, but it's only been amplified over the past four to five years.
1: You look at a lot of the older generations that are, you know, my parents are, or in between my parents and this new generation, uh, you know, a lot of people look back to the 50s and 60s and 70s and are just like, man, where where do we fall from? How did, how did this happen? Like, it's it doesn't even make sense to people who have spent most of their lives in, in this country that – have seen how far we've come. Are we perfect? Hell no. We still got problems. Of course we do. Every everyone does. Can it be better? Yes. And we should all work as a team towards that. But they that's not what they're trying to do. They're just trying to keep us pitted against each other. And and it's man, it's so frustrating to watch. If you could just tell one person, look, man, they're all they want to do is keep us pitted against each other so that they can, you know, have us scrapping for the for the scraps, you know.
0: They just want us divided. That's it. Divided by race, divided by color, divided by religion, divided by anything they can possibly divide us by. And it's, it's just completely frustrating. I hope, I hope some of these people that uh, you know weren't awake are starting to wake up now and starting to realize that that is really all they want to do is push their narrative.
6: Yeah, they want us to separate ourselves. And that's what, you know, human life is a human life. It doesn't matter. Any, nothing else matters. It's still a tragedy, but they want it to do it to ourselves, and that's what's sad.
1: Absolutely, I agree. Good stuff, Norm. I appreciate your comments as always. Anything else that you wanted to mention before I let you go, ma'am?
6: Nah, I gotta get back to work. So, but um, nice seeing you guys. Hey,
1: good to
0: see you, Hang Ten Alien Surfer. You take care, brother.
1: Okay, thanks. Bye. God bless you, man. Take care of yourself. All right. Let me get the, uh, let's see here. Make sure I, I wish I could find a way to not show the damn phone number. Ugh, it drives me nuts. It, I have the setting set for that and it still doesn't want to do it. 719. Can I get a name for you, please?
9: Yeah, this is Texas bear 77. How you doing guys? Hey,
1: Texas bear in the house. How are you? Well, Say bro. Texas I was bear, How you call- doing brother?
9: Hey, doing good. Hey Texan, you still there?
0: Nope, Texan just left.
9: Oh, shit. Okay, because, I mean, I I was going to call in today and uh, read the poem that due diligence gave me the 10 words for, but screw that straight up. Y'all done lit a firecracker into this white motherfucker's ass because the Texan said, I think it was the Texan said, you don't hear about white people getting shot by white cops. Well, guess what? I was shot in the head by a white cop, and I'm white. And the thing is, I got uh, put in the hospital, come out of the coma after 12 days, did a false arraignment and all this other stuff. We proved it later. But I spent nine months in jail, and it never hit the news. The only reason it hit the news, when I was in college, Dan Peavy, the superintendent of Dallas uh, School District, I was in school with his, I was in college with his wife, Sally. And so I was the go-between for Fox news. And the thing is Sean Rabb, S E A N R A B B, Sean Rabb was a black reporter and we were giving him information on that. So when he found out I got shot in the head, it was a black reporter that brought it up nine months later. And I ended up getting exonerated because they were trying to put all kinds of stuff on me. Well, now Danny Gammon, the police officer, white, is a police officer in Kaufman, Texas. And he had killed a black man in Arlington, Texas. So if they want to cover shit up, they do. They really do. The FBI covered up part of this case, too, of me getting shot. But guess what? I'd rather spend freedom than do 20 years and finally get out. So basically, I said, let them let them cover it up because they did. And wow. the FBI agent, Lantry Conrad, you try and find him now. He was in Dallas and I've called around and in the past three months for some reason, it's been it was September sixteenth, two thousand seven this happened. But I call around and I'm gonna have to change phone numbers each time I do it. Because the FBI knows my number, of course. But I'm trying to get information and, and they just they don't want to fuck with it. Unbelievable. You know, hey, it was thirteen years ago. But anyway, Texan brought up white guy and a white cop. Yeah, it gets covered up. It took a black reporter with Fox Four News. And I actually talked to Sean about two months ago. It takes that to but otherwise, if it's white on black, they want to expound on emotions and fear. I mean that's just what the left does, and it's 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 disheartening so mm-hmm. tomorrow tomorrow i'll call in and I'll read the poem that due diligence gave me the ten words and i'll I'll go ahead and read that, but today no. Sorry, no offense. Y'all motherfuckers done put a firecracker into my ass. Man, I'll,
1: be, pr- drinking, I'll gonna be drinking.
9: I'm going to be drinking some more beer and loading up another bowl. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> let, me, let me just say real quick, first and foremost, it's amazing you're alive, brother. And thank God that you are. I am definitely looking forward to uh, your poem uh, tomorrow when you get a chance to call back in. Is there anything else that you want to leave us with before you hand out for your uh, bowl and your bong?
9: <laughs> no, uh, beer and beer in a bowl, sorry, not a, not, not, nothing like that. Jeez, um, right. uh, Hey guys, just guys in the audience that are listening. Um, I was supposed to call in yesterday, but something came up and I just, I couldn't do it. I, I had some personal issues I had to deal with. So anyway, um, no, uh, just thumbs up, but you know what? No offense, but fuck y'all motherfuckers put a firecracker into my ass. I'm I'm serious, and this is a true Texan. Yeah, Living man, in liberal Colorado, which really sucks.
1: No, All I right, get it, so, dude. later, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate it, Texas Bear. The, the reason uh, why we do I, this is so that I can hear the stories from you, and those stories can get out. God bless you for calling in. Appreciate you, bro.
9: Hey, hey, Hey thank you. Y'all have a good one. All right, bye.
1: Texas Bear was an interesting uh, – oh, by the way, it does happen. <laughs>
0: yeah, by the way. I didn't know that. He's 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 alluded to being shot before, but I did not know that he was shot by uh, by a police officer. That is super interesting. Thank you so much, Texas Bear, for calling in and telling that story. There's
1: people out in chat uh, joining you for your beer and your bowl, by the way. Right, uh, President Trump just putting a statement out. The Patriots assembling the America First Policy Institute (AFPI) are some of the greatest champions of freedom, free enterprise, national greatness, and the prim- and the primacy of American workers, families, and communities that our nation has ever seen. Linda McMahon, Brooke Rollins, Larry Kudlow, Rick Perry. Hmm. Rick Perry, General Kellogg, and the rest of the Freedom Warriors at AFPI, I have my have my full support as they uh, work to not only preserve the historic accomplishments of my administration, but also propel the America First agenda into the future. I look forward to working with them to save America. President Trump with a new statement out just now. Appreciate him, Dan Scavino, and uh. And our First Lady are also active on uh, Telegram right now. So if you guys want to go check them out, God bless them. Another one of the things I wanted to talk about today, Mike, was this. Um, It is this article right right hither. Harvey Weinstein hit with a new indictment by L.A. Grand Jury. Extradition from New York delayed again. (laughs) So... Uh, this guy he didn't he try to get off last week, like uh get charges dropped or something. I don't know what he's he's trying trying to play some some lawyer games and they were like, ah, I don't think so. With a new indictment coming down from Los Angeles grand jury, Harvey Weinstein's long delayed extradition hearing in upstate New York to face uh, West Coast justice just hit a pause anew. I wonder if this is going to happen. Like, is he going to have to tour the world? Like, is he going to have to go to Haiti? Then he's going to have to go to Virgin Islands, and then he's going to have to go to South America. And then Europe's going to want to have a little talk with him next. And he's probably going to have to go to Southeast Asia. Actually, Southeast Asia, they don't care about shit like that. But other places, uh, they do. Um, And so uh, the point I'm trying to say here is um, I find it really interesting that, um, you know, stories like this dropped yesterday afternoon, um, and we are talking about, you know, the mainstream media and everybody really isn't talking about topics like this. But another important topic, Mike, any thoughts on uh, Weinstein facing charges around the world potentially?
2: (laughs) I mean, I'm just surprised that the that's the one thing that does surprise me is when these elites actually do get brought to justice. I mean, Weinstein is another one, just like Epstein. I mean, there's a lot of people that I'm surprised just Lane Maxwell hasn't, uh, you know, caught COVID and died, if you get what I'm saying there. The Weinstein thing is like, I mean, it doesn't matter if he's prosecuted in New York or in LA, just so long as he never sees the light of day again, and he cannot harm anybody else again. I hope that more of these sick people in the entertainment industry, in media, in the political realm, I hope they get brought to justice because it's so rare to see justice served. I mean, in this time, you know, that's, that's all I can really say about it. It's just It's crazy. It's a great point.
1: I mean, you know, a lot of people have been saying, well, there's, you know, there's nothing happening. No one's getting busted, but there is a lot happening. Just Lane's case is still up for grabs, and and there's still a lot more coming from all of the tapes that they found as well. Looks like Belushi's saying, looks like uh, BLM is going to be hitting the town tonight at around 10 p.m. again. So if you guys want to keep an eye on that tonight, I mean, I don't, don't, if you guys like watching that stuff, I don't know. I just, I'd, I'd rather just not waste my time. Joe, any thoughts on Weinstein? It's uh, to me that's been uh, like Mike was just kind of alluding to.
0: I mean, that's really the first huge story. I mean, that that goes and uh, coincides with uh, the Nexium case and um, people way above uh, Weinstein, and uh, of course you got to include Epstein, all the people on the flight log. To me, there there's just like this still this huge thing that. Um, Seems to be needs to be released. I think there's way more to this story, but is it absolutely uh, fantastic that finally somebody's behind bars, um, and finally getting held accountable for? Absolutely. I mean, if there's one thing I can say, you know, about uh, you know either the DOJ or or whatever that that's one case that we can definitely point to that said first and foremost, you know, we've always talked about kids and um, how kids were the highest one of the highest commodities. Who are one of the highest commodities in the world. And, um, you know, we talked about it for so long. And this story with Weinstein to me is huge, because it directly correlates that and many other people implicated alongside with it. So it's a huge story.
1: And it's not going to go away. There's going to be a lot more to come from that uh, in the near future. Coming out of Japan, they said they want to release the Fukushima-treated uh, radioactive water into the sea. Japan Fisheries Cooperative chairman said the decision was absolutely unacceptable, and protesters demanded a plan to be retracted. They're talking about say, they're saying that this radioactive water has been treated. And so therefore once they dump it into the Pacific Ocean that there's not going to be any more problems the decisions us uh, would long speculated but delayed uh for 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 years due to safety concerns first of all I thought that there was already a major uh leak of of water but you can see here that it looks like they have all of this contained water in in these in these case in these casings here so I don't know what, I mean, I just, I thought this was just an interesting story that should be, uh, we should probably talk about a little more. I mean, is it a good idea to, I mean, they say it's treated water, but I don't know, Mike, what do you think, man?
2: (laughs) I guess I don't know enough about it to really chime in. I mean, it's very interesting. You would think that this would get bigger, you know, news coverage. Granted, it is Japan, and we have so much going on here in the United States. But I just want to know, like, If these people really care about the climate, this would be a great time to speak up not about just this issue, but about the fact that China is the world's biggest polluter. Behind them is India. I just think that the people who proclaim to care about these issues need to care all the time, not just when they can go after conservatives and Trump supporters, just they need to talk about it all the time, care about all of it or care about none of it.
1: It's a unifying message. None of us wanted to destroy our planet. <laughs> exactly. Can the conservatives actually go out of their way to help conserve land and other places in America more so than any uh, uh, you know, purple-haired uh, leftists would ever, ever do? Uh, we do have well, another me, caller on here. Let me get them in here. Joe, any comment while I'm getting them in?
0: Yeah, I just was going to say that. I mean, first and foremost, if you look at the headlines on how this is being brought up, so if you go to, like um, – um, in any non-mainstream media, so gateway pundit or anything like how they're reporting on it. It's, you know, not oh, a great idea. Man. Probably shouldn't do this. And then you look at like, CNN, they're like, Oh, this is no big deal. It's okay. We can do this. If you look at the difference in reporting on how they're reporting about this, it should pretty much tell you it's not a good thing to be doing
1: <laughs> in my opinion. What's up, devil dog? Summer five, brother. Who's on the line? what's up sk2 brother sk2 in the house what's good brother how are you today man hey did you guys talk about
5: project veritas yet i just turned you guys on
1: i just i i kind of went over
0: it real quick uh, sk2 good to hear from you, brother i just talked about it real quick i didn't play the whole video or anything like that but it's definitely interesting
5: dude i'm mad as a fucking hornet i'm telling you what that fucking clown show when is this shit gonna stop brother
0: that's well. That's kind of what we were, I mean, without saying it like you just did, but thank you for saying it like you did. That's kind of what it feels like. I mean, it feels like it's just a clown show. When the, when the hell is something actually going to happen? Enough of this drama no, you, coming you know, soon. We, our, our, our launching us law
5: abiding citizens walk, walk, walk around our nation. We do what we're supposed to do, yet these freaking people continue to walk around and tramp all over our Constitution like it's a piece of damn toilet shit paper. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. I I'm, I'm done right now. There you go. No, you're no,
1: you're, you're right, dude. I mean it, it's it's very frustrating to watch and it's, you know, I mean this is why we're all trying to 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 stand up, right? We see what's happening. Um just got to try to change one mind at a time, right, Mike? Pretty
5: much. Well, yeah. uh, brother, you, you know, when when the whole kung flu thing came out and 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 us individuals that had a mindset to start looking other places and where we're being force-fed down our throat. I found that freaking study of uh, of Dr. Fake Fauci from 2005 where he did the uh, COVID study uh, for the HCQ, the same HCQ that they issued us in the Marine Corps when we went to freaking malaria-prone countries, I
1: had. I took the same stuff. I thought that was the same stuff.
5: Yeah, it was. And but yet they demonized it like it was going to kill everybody on Earth
1: it's it is uh i mean at this point what else can you do I, let me get mike in here for a quick comment you want to i'm i mean i just at this point i almost have to laugh dude i don't even know where, where to go with this
2: yeah i mean it, yeah. It's, it's it's my S- stand
1: by once i guess case let me get mike in here Project. can you guys
2: hear me am i muted
1: no you're good to go go ahead oh,
2: okay no i was just gonna say that you know it doesn't surprise me anymore i just laugh it off i mean We've known that CNN is, like, who doesn't know that CNN is fake news? I'll put it like this. The only people who would be shocked by this are CNN's loyal viewers. They're the only ones that would watch Project Veritas video and be surprised at what they see. Everybody else, 90% of people that watch Project Veritas, they already know this stuff. Or it's new information, but they're like, yeah, of course, I knew that that was going to happen eventually. I knew that this would come out, right? It's It's just... That's how controlled some people are. Anybody that still watches CNN is probably not going to change their mind, and they believe all the narratives. They don't cut through the BS, and it just kind of is what it is at this point. Project Veritas tells us. Well,
0: hell, back,
5: back, when, back in the 90s, I was calling on CNN Communist News Network back when I was in the Corps. I mean so this this goes back even even back for me back into the 90s. We need Babylon CNN wants to bash trump. We knew we need, this. We need we Babylon, knew
1: this. right? We need Babylon beta to do a a spot on Project Veritas like shocker. Breaking news shocker. CNN doesn't want Trump. <laughs> I
2: know.
1: We know. Yeah, when when I, when I saw that piece from
5: that guy, I'm I I I, I had to go fishing otherwise I was going to lose my shit. <laughs>
0: I definitely understand SK2. Anything else you want to
5: add, brother? Stay safe and keep an open mind.
1: Man, appreciate I appreciate it. you, SK2. Thanks for joining us big time uh, today. and uh, don't forget, call back more often, bro. It's good to hear from you, man. Super Fidelis, brothers. Super fire, brother. God bless you. Roger. Great,
0: great, great call. Real quick, uh the Texan out there wanted to know if uh what they do ask Homer Simpson how to deal with nuclear waste. that's pretty much what they did China calls into the Simpsons hey we're trying to figure out how to deal with this nuclear waste he's like yeah just dump it in the water no big deal and uh (laughs) and real quick J-Bell thank you for the uh donation on the cash app I appreciate it girl
1: thank you J-Bell God bless you um a couple other stories that I wanted to make sure I got to today uh before we wrap it up here as man another another show flying by here today Joe um this topic here I thought was interesting. I was watching Bloomberg as I do, uh, three to five in the morning every day. Uh, yeah. How does the Fed monetize, how, how the Fed monetizes U.S. debt? Um, and I, there was an interesting discussion on Bloomberg that sparked this because, uh, some dude goes, well, uh, th- the way that the governments are doing it now is they're just basically monetizing debt. What does that mean? The only way a country can do this is its central bank, which can purchase the government debt and replace it with credit. In turn, the central bank puts the debt on its balance sheet. Critics tend to call the policy monetizing the debt because it enables excessive borrowing. So basically, what they do is they lend out money to a virtual money to a bank and they put it on their on their sheets, and then. Uh, Basically, what the Fed's been doing is uh, investing in the United's, in the U.S. stock market, uh, getting returns on that, and then paying off the debt that way. Now, you can say what you want either way. It's a very uh, leftist mind thinking of how to run an economy. But all I wanted to do was, um, if you want an interesting read on this that would explain this even more there is a great article that I read at three o'clock this morning that I was just infatuated with. Figure that shit out. That tells you a lot about my life. Uh it's kind of pathetic, really. Jay Solomon put this out. Latest IMF report on the Middle East and Central Asia estimates Iran's accessible foreign ex- exchange reserves. Iran's accessible foreign exchange reserves plunged to four billion in 2020 from 123 billion in 2018. That's quite a stunning collapse of the country's wealth. They had foreign exchange reserves at $123 billion in tr- 2018. And by the time Pompeo <laughs> and Trump were done with them, they had only $4 billion left. This is an example of a success of how you uh, integrate po- foreign policy along with uh, markets and getting people to do things that they don't necessarily want to do. Uh, this is a a major success, Mike, from the Trump administration that I think should be talked about a lot more. And you're seeing how uh, Iran's uh, you know becoming more of a problem instantly as soon as they get the uh, uh, someone in there that's more favorable to them.
2: Yeah, they're they're taking advantage of of Biden. They know that Biden's weak. They know that uh, he's he's submissive, just like China knows it, just like North Korea knows it. The whole world knows it. Everybody can see it, but only the American media. And people on the left will deny this. But everyone else in the world knows it's true. So, kind of wild. Wow.
0: Exactly. I agree, Mike. I agree
1: 100%. Uh, Michael Cohen in the in the news again, urges the judge to end his unlawful home detainment. Expected to meet with prosecutors again for Trump and organization criminal probe. So, they're going to continue again, like like we've been talking about. The, the Gates story should have been an obvious... Uh, wait, maybe we should take a step back and and actually understand what's happening here. Anybody who helped Trump be successful or is continuing to fight for America is being uh, uh, destroyed. Now, I don't know Michael Cohen. I don't know all the details behind it. All I know is, is this dude is singing like a songbird. He's got over 200 hours of testimony, and who knows what he's actually saying, right? I mean, this guy already basically lied about what he what he thought was happening in the past and said, ah, well, I, I thought that, but maybe I was wrong. No, this guy, I'm not too sure what's going on here. But the point of that I really wanted to say is yet another criminal probe against the Trump organization, and Cohen is involved. So I don't know if you guys saw that, but interesting story there.
0: I didn't see that. That is very interesting. What's So what are they saying? The, the probe is against Cohen, but they're tying it with
1: Trump because, I mean, Trump, Co- Co- we, everyone knows Cohen is working for immunity. So he's basically uh, saying whatever the hell they want him to say and testifying in these in these cases where they're going to try to witch hunt the Trump family even more. Basically, that's
0: that's the key to it.
1: Uh, DARPA selects uh, performers of phase one of the demonstration rocket for the ad- agile Lunar operations, the Draco program. This is I pay close attention to this stuff, and this is the first time I have seen a public discussion about the Draco program. This is a secret TARC program that is uh, going to change the way propulsion systems work in the future. That's as is, is simple as I can say it, and I'll just leave it at that. But what I'm what I found to be interesting here is uh, these programs are expecting to be, have low Earth orbit tests by 2025. Uh, General Atomics, Blue Origin, and Lockheed Martin fighting for the new Draco program. For those of you that love that kind of uh, space advanced technology stuff, I figured you guys might like that one. <laughs> I can't believe I found this. Um, <laughs> uh, I think I think I know somebody out there. I, yep, I
0: just seen her comment to One Foot in Five D Draco program. You got to be kidding me! She says,
1: "I guarantee you should be looking at that article." I mean, there's. <laughs> The technology that's behind that is already being used. But, uh, man, just do me a favor. Just be careful about how you talk about this. Pentagon confirms video of spherical and pyramid-shaped UFOs over U.S. warships. Another article. Uh, we're all going to die. The aliens are coming, and uh, they're probably already here. And that's why we have COVID. Uh, that's, maybe that's coming next. I don't know. Uh, Mike, what do you think, man? What do you think? Have have we been visited by aliens and are they, uh, I, what do you think about the recent releases from the U S military on that
2: front as well? I remember the jokes last year of like, did you have that on your 2020 bingo card? I mean, of all the craziness and all the stories that came out in 2020, that was a big one, but because we were so distracted with everything else, it kind of flew under the radar and, there are so many videos that are surfacing now of people hearing like sonic booms and like, they're seeing these unidentified flying objects. So I'm leaning toward, there's something going on. I mean, especially cause they've already pretty much told us that this is happening.
0: I agree, man. I agree. And uh, there was a release uh, recently. Well, within the last couple of months, I believe it was, or was that last year? I guess. I don't know all the time. I think It was frame. last year. Yeah, with the three videos uh, showing pretty, I mean, it it was pretty obvious, at least to me anyways, that it wasn't a normal airplane or a normal ship that does those kind of maneuvers. So that obviously, you know, kind of crosses that off your list. I wonder if this is some kind of a soft exposure. I know a lot of people hope uh, for that as well. Uh so interesting to see that all kind of coming out now,
1: yeah, but I love one foot uh five and five d uh her take on this is soft exposure is gonna be nothing. they're not gonna actually tell us anything it's just, it's gonna be controlled exposure. Um, and I mean that's the that's the the downside the criticism of this and I completely agree with her on that. Uh, Seanjo man, Sean Joe picks on me nonstop in chat and constantly disagrees disagrees with me, which I freaking love him for that. And he just dropped me a little bit of cash. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that big time. I love someone that's who awesome. will who will disagree, agree to disagree, move on, and then buy me a beer. I mean that's that's my kind of guy. You know what I'm saying?
0: Exactly. And that's exactly what we encourage. Well, not the whole drink and beer thing, you know, live or whatever, but the, uh, the open discussion, obviously, uh, Sean, Joe, we appreciate
1: that, brother. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's see. Your Ada uh, Democrat Representative uh, Grejelava. I don't know. Uh, found dead after going missing. Uh, th- there's something here. There's. I don't know, man. Maybe not. I don't. Maybe this is just an accident. The body of the Arizona congressional aide was discovered in a remote a- area of Death Valley because. You know that's where I want to go walking. You know when I need when I'm looking for something to go hike. Let's let's go to Death Valley and go for a long hike for the weekend. Just days after he and his girlfriend were reported missing during a camping trip, Alexander Loftgren and Emily Henkel, both from Tucson, were found on a steep ledge Thursday night via aerial reconnaissance. So they they couldn't even find them other than uh, getting a drone out there to look for them. Loftgren was dead, but Henkel was able to be airlifted for treatment. So again, how does how does the the the, the guy die but, but she survived on a trip to uh a camping trip in Death Valley? I don't know, just maybe there's nothing there more to it, but I figured it was worth uh bringing your guys' attention to that one as well.
2: What did uh he know about the Clintons? <laughs> that would be the that would be the first question you need to ask. <laughs> Those of you
1: diggers out there, there you go. Find your link to uh, what this guy who has this this guy has links to. And actually, that that question is a little bit deeper than probably some of us realize. Uh, it's a very important question. Mike, appreciate that. Let me get this over to uh, you guys over on uh, Twitch as well. Real
0: quick, Sean Joe says he doesn't disagree with you. He corrects you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's how I feel. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, still, man, I mean, there, there's there been a couple of things where you guys, you know, he's definitely, I wouldn't say on air, but he's def- definitely disagreed in chat. And, you know, we said something on air and we agreed to disagree. And then, you know, it's he's back. That That's the thing, man. People don't do that. Like, it's like, oh, my God, they said
1: one thing. That's
0: it. I'm not watching him anymore. Well, you know, if that's the case, you'll end up watching nobody. It's about having an open mind and we appreciate it.
1: Yeah, big time. No doubt about it. Um, I just realized that my cam just turned itself off. Uh, our apologies. We are unable to find this page you're looking for from Bloomberg. A Huron exec, H U A R O N G ex boss was executed for bribery and bigamy, but China is not satisfied. This is the title of the Bloomberg article. Look at the title right here. 4-11-2021. Now you guys can find this in archive on the Internet Archive. So if I were you guys, I would go grab that article and and read it. Because there's a very interesting story being told here about the Chinese Communist Party and and their funding uh while well, basically uh garbage equities. It's there's a huge story here. Joe's been talking about the story with uh, the Swiss bank and, uh, and uh, the, the other organization over there that just collapsed, it was like a, they said it was a $2.5 billion loss. And it was a $5 billion loss. And then it was like a $7.5 billion loss, and they're expecting more. China, And, and then today the story is this. China's harangue, uh, harangue faces ratings reviews after delayed results. The funny thing about this is Bloomberg said, put a headline up that said, what went harangue? I was like, shocked that they put that up there. Anyways, um, I love it. It's kind of hilarious, but I was shocked that Bloomberg did it. Yeah, out
0: of all people, that sounds
1: like almost like a, uh, what's it called? A, a, a satire. Right? <laughs> Rating agency for Muji's and Fitch on Tuesday uh, lowered the the uh, asset uh, ratings for China's Harong Asset Management. Now, why is this important? This is a $20 billion loss that they are saying. But if you dig a little bit deeper, you'll find stories out there that say China has lost over $2.5 trillion on this asset management uh, scheme that they were doing with the U.S. and global stock markets. Now, the reason why I find this extremely interesting and important is because last week we talked about a little bit about that other company that was losing a bunch of money and... And you know, the Seuss, was it the Seuss or whatever? Yeah, it's the, the Credit Suisse, and it's you know, it's uh, all kinds of stuff's happening. And now we're seeing a new story about 20 billion to 2.5 trillion dollars that the Chinese Communist Party has lost over the last couple of years because of bad trades in, in U.S. stock market and in other places. Remember, Kansas said. You really need to stop manipulating our stock market, and now we're seeing the, the what's happening on that front. So this is a really important story to keep up on. I just wanted to point that out to you guys all out
2: there, uh, Mike or
1: Joe. Any comments on that before I move on to the next one? No, yeah, nothing.
2: That's in, that's not in my wheelhouse. I didn't. I'm hearing about it for the first time right here. A yeah, lot of these no. stories I'm hearing for the first time, but it, it's they're interesting.
1: It's really interesting when you're talking <laughs> when they go from twenty to from five billion to twenty billion to, to into trillions. You know something's up.
0: Well, what's funny is, is I just, you know, my rapid fires, these are things that attract my attention. And when I said the number, Abe is like, wait a minute, I just read a story and it said different. And then he's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Why, why did it go from, it was, it started off at like 3.3 million and then it went to like five point something million. And then it went to billions. And then that's like, holy crap, what is going on? I think this has personally I think this is all speculation. I think this has something to do with what Trump did when he was in office. I don't even I don't even know if the sanctions
1: or what are still going on with china or not i would assume they are this is uh underground economic war p-shaped nails it too by the way the the harangues u.s dollar denominated bonds tumbled they they have basically they have a bunch of bonds coming due in the next uh i think it's the next six months uh by by may or june uh the, the, p-shaped says may uh but there's like a six three three to a five to six percent difference in what they it paid for the bonds and what they owe now, so there's a big there's a big story happening there in China that's not really getting a whole lot of attention. Well, that's what I was gonna
0: say. Is remember I was talking about all these people that kept buying all these bonds, and I kept asking you,
1: why are they keep buying all these bonds all of a sudden? I don't know, like I think we're finding out why. Well, the junk bond thing is is what the foundation of what happened in t- 2007. So I I don't know what's coming, but. Uh, you know, uh, the envy of the world U.S. stock market uh, in the Chinese Communist Party's number one financier and bond, uh, you know, global bond market uh, company. It's the number one tie to the Communist Ch- Chinese Party. It's not like it's it's a small fry over here. It'd be like, what, Goldman Sachs, I guess, or something, you know, <laughs> I don't know, or uh, it's, it's a massive, so. Couple other stories I wanted to get to as we we wrap the show up here today. Let me just do a rapid fire to finish this off. Global Foundries parent getting ready to take chip chip maker public. Those of you that might be interested in a new IPO, Global Foundries is one that you need to get in on as soon as you can. They are they are part of Abu Dhabi, but they are the foundation of what's going to happen in the future with chip making. If you can get in on that company do it TSMC also joining the White House chip summit these two companies were the, key, the 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 two key ones that were talked about with regards to the chip shortage and what the U.S. government is going to do to fix this problem. This problem is a major problem. It will have to get fixed. And so any of these companies that are going to be involved in uh, reducing China's uh, monopoly of, of chip making around the world are going to be important moving forward. TSMC and Global Securities, two of the companies that if I were you, I'd keep a very close eye on. A great article on American Thinker, The Roadmap for the Great Reset. Oh, I got yeah, to love it. When you see, when you see uh, great patriots writing about this. They caught my eye. If you want a great read, grab that link in the chat. That's also going to be in the blog later tonight. Merkel's succession gets serious with a vote for a party leader. It's looking like uh, Merkel's pick for who she wants to be her, uh, 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 replace her, is not getting the love from Germans that you would expect. And they were talking about, well, a big move towards truth and uh, the way that covid is being handled in the country as a major cause to a, towards a nationalist movement in uh germany interesting story as well i don't know if you guys are watching blacklist i'm rewatching or watching the whole series uh binge watching it all last night's episode talked about subproject 7 mk ultra and so i had to do a quick little dive on that because it's the first time i've heard of mk ultra subproject 7 what is mk ultra subproject 7 well, it is an lSD based research that uses LSD in therapy and is has very a bunch of experiments that were written about them. So I found this awesome Luminati, uh, luminatirex dot i've never heard of it before. I have no idea if the source is relative or uh, important at all and the fact that it was on a TV show and might make you question uh, the information so take it for what it's worth you know use it as entertainment value, but you know this: here is the CIA archives. Of MK Ultra. For those of you that have not seen that before, if I were you, I would go watch that Blacklist MK Ultra episode. It is well worth your time. I am shocked at the, what they've covered on, on on that on that show Blacklist. But, but by far, for me right now, it is the number one show that I have never seen. I cannot believe I've never seen this. They they finished off the episode last week with human trafficking. So the topics that they are talking about are extremely relevant. It's a great show if you guys need something to watch. With that, I want to say, Mike, appreciate you. Thanks for joining us here today. Where can we find you? What do you have upcoming? And uh, thanks, thanks a lot for your time here today, bro. Uh,
2: well, first, where can I find that blacklist at? Uh, Netflix. Oh, I don't have that. Anymore. Yeah, that's That's I'm out too, man. I don't have
1: Netflix either. I, I use my daughters. So find
0: a friend. Uh, find a friend who's got Netflix and log
1: in.
2: <laughs> yeah, i used to have it but uh you know after that show cuties i was done but blacklist
1: yep. i don't know look it up you might be able to find it in other platforms I, if you have a roku or something like that you might be able to find in other places but i'm telling you it's it's worth the time is
2: epic <clears throat> maybe i'll give it a shot i don't know if i if i can find it on prime i'll check it out there but, you go um, but you can find me on uh youtube at mike also twitter mike 813 and then my telegram which is t.me slash real magnificent. You can find me there. Uh, what I have coming up is this weekend, right side broadcasting is going down to West Palm, where Ron DeSantis is gonna be announcing his run for re-election. So we'll be covering that live. And then the following day, we're going over to Tampa for what is called the Trump Arilla Boat Parade. There's gonna be several hundred boats of Patriots with their flags. Just uh, showing their love for the country and rebelling against the mayor who shut down what is called Gasparilla, which is an annual boat parade for people in Tampa Bay, you know, pirate ships, all that stuff. They basically have repurposed it and renamed it, rebranded it as the Trumparilla boat parade. So we'll be covering that live on Saturday.
1: That's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to, uh, to getting back on the circuit. If you're ever in the area, I definitely want to shake your hand and buy you a beer. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And maybe we can do this again in another month or so, just kind of hang out like this every now and then. I really appreciate it. Joe, any last thoughts?
0: Yeah, Mike, I'm super looking forward. I I want to see the report from the, that sounds like so much fun down there at the boat parade. So I'm looking forward to the reporting there. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Everybody out in chat and Foxhole and D live and everywhere else. Thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate it. Mike, take care, brother. Look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Thanks, you too. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us here today as you do every day, 5 p.m. Eastern. Appreciate it very much. You guys have a great weekend. Much love.
0: Treat the word impossible